0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I'm your host. And this week, we've got comedian Jesse Townsend back to talk about the recent 2022 NFL draft. Um, We've done the draft for the last three years now, so it's kind of an annual tradition. So um, if you're not into the NFL, sorry, we go pretty deep into this. Um, But if you are into the NFL, I think you're going to really like this one. We talk about uh, what happened with the quarterbacks, where the safety market's going, who had the best draft, who had the worst draft. So it was a lot of fun. I think you're going to like it. Um, You can follow him at... I'm Jesse Townsend on Instagram uh, and other social medias. And you can hear him on channel 45 on Sirius XM Radio this Friday, just talking with the DJs, hanging out, doing an interview. So that's going to be a ton of fun. You can follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media um, and Chris Ryder, former guest and i are starting our own show in the east village of new york city so if you're interested in coming out uh check my instagram for details on that but other than that let's get into the episode
1: Okay, there's one thing that I want like a live reaction because I don't think you saw it yet. I'm gonna read it quote for quote, and it's Ryan Tannehill on his thoughts of them drafting Malik Willis, <laughs> and it is maybe my favorite thing ever because it's like, like you res- you expect the starter, the veteran, to like be like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna take him under my wing, blah blah blah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Nope, not Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> not Ryan Tannehill. I love that Ryan Tannehill went for the throat. He goes, "We're competing against each other. I don't think it's my job to mentor him."
0: <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. Very Aaron Rodgers esque. I love. I love that because he did the same thing with Jordan Love. <laughs> he was like, "Nah, fuck that guy."
1: Yeah, but like Aaron Rodgers was just kind of quiet about it and like True. didn't really voice it. Ryan Tannehill's like, nah, this is my fucking
0: team, dude. (laughs) Like, I love that so much. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get it. Like, you don't want to train your replacement, you know? Here's the thing, though. That was one of the biggest surprises
1: of the draft was Malik Willis getting drafted to a team that already has a good quarterback. Well, I think the
0: first su- surprise was that he fell all the way down to where Tennessee felt round, like they yeah.
1: should grab him. That's that's the only reason I think they took him to begin with. I think it was like it was like, look, we are a good team. Ryan Tannehill may or may not be that guy. I think Tennessee falls under the category of where the Colts were last year, where they were mm. a really great team, and then they had a maybe at quarterback. Because you remove, yeah, you put a great quarterback in that team, yeah, that's a Super Bowl winner right there. Well,
0: yeah. That is that is kind of what teams if every team now like unless they're rebuilding is trying to do what the Rams did. Well, here's my thing. They're trying to give me give me one. They're trying to so for for people that don't know what I'm talking about, they're trying to build up the team and then they're like, all right, we just need like someone who's good enough because like Matt Stafford not top five, but he is good enough. You put the right pieces around him, you put Aaron Donald, you put Jalen Ramsey, you put Cooper Cup around him, he could get you a Super Bowl. That's what every team is trying to find. And Matt Stafford is definitely better than Ryan Tannehill.
1: So here's my thing about the Rams, all right? The Rams are the team that made this year's draft so fucking incredible to watch. Okay. Because if you've watched the Rams over the past couple years, the GM has came out and said, fuck them draft picks. Yeah. And every scout in America was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, do we have to worry about job security now? Like, (laughs) fuck them draft picks. That's our livelihood. Yeah. And then, so every scout's like, oh, you're out of your mind. Fuck them draft picks. You build a team at the draft. And then the Rams just won a Super Bowl by saying, fuck those draft picks. So... For a record high, eight teams did not draft in the first round this year. Yeah. A bunch of teams said, fuck them draft picks. Every team out there right now is in a let's win now mentality, which is crazy because not all 32 teams can win. Not
0: every team the the bottom feeders like you got your lions your, I still your Jaguars. feel like they're trying to win they're making well, pushes I mean, they're, you know they're, they're they're jumping up but they're jumping up they're for making rookies. pushes we didn't get a single free agent that is on more than a one year deal and I think that's that's where you got to look at this however to push back on your Rams point I think Les Snead is a great GM I think that he knows what he's doing how I But when he says that, I think he's playing other GMs a little bit because, and this was, uh, I think it was Brett Coleman, which if you don't watch his YouTube videos on the draft, definitely go watch them. They're real good. He was saying, the Rams say fuck them picks, but they, in the last five years, five, six years, since Les Snead and Sean McVay took over, have had in the top 10 for the number of draft picks. They've all just been later round. So they took Jared Goff, And then they have stacked up on third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounders to an enormous degree. And that's where they hit on Cooper Cup. That's where they hit on Robert Woods. That's where they hit on literally every single player that's not a splash player. So they've decided first and second round picks, trade them for free agents. Everything else make up in the back half of the draft, which is what I think a lot of people are not realizing right now, and it's fucking with a lot of teams. Well that
1: definitely set a ball in motion because there was a couple first rounders that got traded for actual players. Usually usually on draft night you see like pick swaps. You don't see player for picks usually like at least not like to the caliber of A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. A.J. Brown to the Eagles. Marquise Brown to the Cardinals, Cardinals. which is going to be a huge deal now that DeAndre Hopkins got suspended for six games for performance-enhancing drugs. Yep. That's going to be crazy. I think Hollywood Brown just became the number one option there because I don't see A.J. Green, Old Man Green being the number one there. So he's the number one option for the first six weeks. You got A.J. Brown. also makes
0: Chase Edmonds and – connor um james connor yeah top tier running backs top tier guys (laughs) i mean they're gonna get a lot of workload
1: yeah because the whole offense was running through deandre that last right yeah so i think that's uh that's definitely interesting and uh to piggyback off james connor though pittsburgh loves drafting those pittsburgh guys yeah they went pittsburgh again kenny pickett is their guy yeah and here's the thing So he is the odds-on favorite for uh, Rookie of the Year, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, which makes sense for Vegas reasons because, like, obviously quarterbacks usually win it. But Mitch Trubisky's the starter in my head. Like, Mitch Trubisky starts at least the first five weeks. Yeah. The dude got signed on to come play. He went to a Pro Bowl. Everyone seems to forget that he went to a Pro Bowl. (laughs) dude was legitimately good under the terrible Matt Nagy offense. The yeah. fact that he took the Matt Nagy offense to the playoffs deserves some fucking level of respect. It deserves yeah. a little bit of respect. Uh, and I don't think we should just write him off immediately. I, I do reason he was a top 10 draft pick. Yeah. There's a reason that he went to a pro bowl. Why are we just giving up on him and saying it's Kenny Pickett season? You know?
0: Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting. Um, Kenny Pickett played against my team Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. Yeah. And he was good, but there was no part of that game where I was like I am fucking terrified of this guy. Like watching watching the Ohio State game, I was terrified of the Ohio State quarterback. And he was a freshman. Like he didn't yeah. even come out in the draft. But like during that Peach Bowl game, I was like, "Hey, he's good, but like I don't know. I'm not I'm not seeing where he's going to like light up NFL defenses what I will say though as well is that I saw Matt Ryan play in college live and I had the exact same thought and obviously he went on to win an MVP so I could be wrong there I am with you on Mitch Trubisky I think him and Baker Mayfield people like to shit talk them and make them out to be worse than they actually are but I actually think Mitch Trubisky is going to be all right this year like I think Pittsburgh is so good
1: Pittsburgh is ridiculously good defensively. They're going to win. Yeah. They're
0: going to win at least half their games. Mitch is better than what Roethlisberger was last year. Roethlisberger was awful.
1: The fact that like the the Pittsburgh defense, oh, like going into this season, has multiple guys that can go out there and win defensive player of the year this year is crazy. Yeah, like usually one defense has like one player that might have a chance at it. Every season, going into it, Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt both have a very strong chance of winning it. Like, they are both absolute studs. Like, you could, like... Honestly, it reminds me of, like, their division rivals. Like, that Baltimore team... Baltimore has always been defense-heavy. Like, their best quarterback in the history of the team is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Who gets a lot of hate. Yeah. And... I mean, Lamar Jackson, I like him. I think he's a solid quarterback. I think he gets more hate than he deserves. He's he's very polarizing. He's either,
0: you think he's MVP worthy and a top five dude, or you think he's like bottom half.
1: Yeah. And I, I think he gets more hate than he deserves, but also I won't say he's like the greatest quarterback of all time or anything. Like, I think... It's one of those things where, like, that defense can really carry you. Like, the Ravens won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Kenny Pickett doesn't have to be <laughs> shit. All he right. has to be is good enough to beat Mitch Trubisky, and Mitch Trubisky just has to be good enough to beat Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Well, that,
0: that is the fun part about the NFL over, like, NBA is is once we get to playoffs, you really only have to win four games in a row. Like Yeah. It's, it, or even like I guess four because if you're a one seed, you probably were pretty good. But you could mm-hmm. be mediocre all year and then just pull off four wins in a row, and you're good. Oh yeah, we've but, seen it happen with
1: like eight and yeah. eight teams. You know, the Giants went into yes, beat the undefeated Patriots. But I think ridiculous. this
0: will, I think this conversation will be better closer to uh, closer to the beginning of the year when we see how things have shaked out. Let's let's get back to the draft. And let's—it's been a little ADHD so far. So it has been very scattered. Let's break it into topics. Let's just start heavy. Who, in your opinion, had the best draft out of the? 32 teams that had it, and who had the worst? Okay, so in my opinion, in my
1: opinion, this is going to sound very weird because I, I don't even like putting these two words in the same sentence, but, <laughs> but the Jets were real big winners, I, which just sounds yeah. wrong. I almost yeah. puked in my mouth a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. The Jets won big, though. I don't know. Like yeah. I was watching it, and every time they came on the clock, I was like, holy shit, that's another good pick. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Are the was like the Jets might actually win five games this year, you know? Like they yeah. might actually do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jets made the Jets made like a couple of really good picks. They had they had some guys like fall to them. They they
0: made Brees Hall is also that was a solid pick. I'm, I'm had, salty that they didn't pick Kenneth that Kenneth Walker wasn't the first uh, running back off the board, but Brees Hall is so athletic. Like he has the potential to be incredible i don't think he's gonna be better than kenneth walker but i can't fault the pick
1: because like here's the here's the thing like for one you got sauce gardner just excellent i mean that was a lock of a pick at four i don't understand houston at three going stingley
0: over him yeah i I mean ahmad gardner in my opinion the best give give me the dude that's played over the last two years years. dude hasn't played since jamar chase and joe burrow were on the team i
1: mean like for real i i get it that you have like all that training camp like uh stuff of him going up against the guy who just like took a young team to the super bowl blah 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 you have all that tape on stingley or whatever at training camp and stuff but dude ahmad gardner is different like he has had the best college football like cornerback career since Jalen Ramsey who also went top 5 yeah. and rightfully so like dude just won the Super Bowl. He's a great cornerback and I think Ahmad Gardner is going to have a very similar career to that. I think wow. Ahmad Gardner is one of those guys where like his stats this season alone were absolutely insane. Like you yeah. can't write a better season for a corner.
0: So the, the two knocks, and I understand this, I I agree with you that Stingley should have gone after Sauce, but the, the two reasons you go Stingley are that Sauce played good competition twice in the last two years, both times against Georgia, which... Georgia, not known for their quarterback or wide receiver. Yeah. They, that was not their strong – He did a great job. He did a good job in, in run defense, but for the most part, he's going against AAC opponents. And that's like he played well against uh, Bama. And and Notre Dame. Right yeah. away. Uh, oh, you're right. He he did. He did play well against Bama. Um the the other knock. Or sorry, so it was Georgia in the bowl game two years ago and then Alabama in the in mm-hmm. the bowl game this year. He did do well against Alabama, and that's like that's kinda where I'm like, okay, maybe he can do it. The other one is the Lions pick from two years ago, Jeff Okuda, had very, very similar stats to Sauce Gardner at yeah. Ohio State but kind of the same problem. He didn't really, Michigan didn't really have top-tier receivers. Penn State had Jihad Dotson, but that was really it. Michigan State didn't really have top-tier receivers. He didn't go against top-tier yeah. competition. And then when he did at Clemson, he got burned for that long-ass fucking touchdown. And so yeah. he got picked third. And so people going, wow. Jalen Ramsey worked out. Is he the outlier or is Jeff Okuda the outlier? So they looked at Derek Stingley and they went, this guy's played against Alabama, he's played against Texas A&M, he's played against other top-tier people, and he's got it athletically. Like, athletically, that dude is a freak.
1: My thing is, yes. So he did play – his competition was fewer and far between to Stingley. Okay, but – when he did play those guys, he still put out great games, and when he played the nobody teams, he put up flawless stats, like literally flawless stats. I would say he
0: didn't put up any stats at all, yeah, which exactly. is There you was want like zero, to have happen. Yeah, there was zero.
1: <laughs> the QBR it's, like thrown towards him That's insane. That's like,
0: that's like the old thing, like yeah. uh, Booger McFarlane was saying, he was like, look... Uh, a sign of an immature corner is that they get a lot of interceptions because it means that the quarterbacks feel like they are in a bad position and they could get uh they could get them on the throws now the the good immature corners will get the interception the bad immature corners will whiff and then give up a touchdown but uh yeah i i I agree with you. I also would have gone sauce. I think he's uh, he's got the athletic profile and the numbers to back it up. And I also agree with you on the Jets having a top two uh, a top two draft. I think Jermaine Johnson at Jermaine Johnson is fell to him at like unbelievable 26. value. What
1: a steal! That was that was just uh hey, let's move back up. Let's get the best guy available right now because he is falling hard. Yeah. And so they took him, but then you look outside of Sauce and Johnson stacking up on defense there. They're trying to build around their quarterback, Yeah, and they did it pretty well. Garrett Wilson at 10.
0: Yeah, Garrett Uh, Wilson's a beast. I think
1: that's a great pick. I mean, I think the line between the wide receivers in this draft is so narrow that I don't really think you can – Obviously once they go out and they all play they're gonna have very different careers but very like different this, styles very different styles yeah and I think there's a I think there's gonna be better system fits and different players are gonna have better careers because of that but I think coming into the draft there's a reason why those guys went ten eleven twelve
0: yeah. you know
1: they all went off the board in a row and I don't think one pick is necessarily better than the other I don't think jameson Williams any Worse than Garrett Wilson. I don't think that... I think they're all great. So I think that was a great pick. And then, obviously, Brees Hall. I think they're setting Zach Wilson up for success. Yeah. I think they're trying to build around this young quarterback. And for once I I don't think a Jets quarterback is set up to fail <laughs> like I think they're really trying they like, they're are really, they're giving it a shot like they failed so many times that yeah. they're like I think we've learned our mistakes and I'm like holy shit did they learn their mistakes this is crazy
0: yeah well it's it's uh, so I thought about this analogy the other day because the new thing when you're building a team is to not jump for a quarterback like you think about like 2009 Lions like they, they went fully defeated. Like, they were fully defeated. And then they go, all right, well, we're getting Matt Stafford. He's going he's gonna to save our team. And that's, like, that is the old school way to think about it. The new school way to think about it is that, like, the quarterback is a military general. yeah, And it doesn't matter if you've got the best military general in the entire fucking world. Would you rather be the general for the united states or fucking tasmania because if you could be the smartest general in the entire world if you're the general of tasmania i'm sorry you're getting fucking smashed by the united states like there's nothing yeah. you can do you're just looking out nothing number. you could do so you can mm-hmm. have these like top tier quarterbacks that are completely set up for failure that could be fantastic which is why like as much fun as i like having at the Packers refusing to draft wide receivers. That's the reason they've been good for my entire fucking life is because they don't get the splashy dudes. Like, they just draft defense, and they're always solid.
1: I mean, this year. This year, they really fucked up.
0: I think they did, too, because they reached for Quay Walker. Oh, my God, dude. uh, Oh, my God. No, (laughs) it's just...
1: You trade away Devontae Adams so Aaron well, Rodgers I think they had to I mean you had to yes he, they, he he wanted out he wanted to go play with Derek Carr again he wanted to relive those college days he you know grew up in Vegas yeah so it was very much a good fit you you trade Devontae Adams away you have not drafted a receiver in the first round since 2002 <laughs> Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is over here like pissed off he's got he's got that anti-vax rage in yeah. him He's immunized and he's just, he's filled with anger. His girlfriend left him again, again, (laughs) and he's just over there raging out. And, uh, you go two first round picks this year. You're like, ah, one of them's gotta be
0: one of the deepest wide receiver. One of them's gotta be a receiver.
1: One of them's gotta be. And then you go two defensive players. Yeah. From Georgia, I love it. This is the first time ever that two uh, two defensive players from the same team have gone in the first round to the same uh, yeah. same school. To same that team, is yeah. yeah, it's a weird statistic. It is a
0: weird statistic, but I like why would it have happened? You know, yeah, most, why
1: else would that? There's so many Georgia players that came off the board just because how good that Georgia defense was. Five in the first round, yeah, right? That Georgia defense was crazy
0: good. Yeah, plus Jamison Williams on top of it, like yeah. <laughs> or no he was Alabama George Pickens is who I was thinking of George Pickens round round two right and yeah
1: and that man's a menace have you seen I understand why he didn't go first round that man is oh boy
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god character flaws, character issues character flaws. I don't know anything about this
1: oh you don't know about this no dude squares up on every play and it's the greatest (laughs) I'm like this is amazing isn't he hurt right now I don't know, probably got hurt in a World Star video. Yes. I mean, this man is this man is a menace and I am here for so it. You're I nominating it.
0: him as most likely to get killed in a drive-by. Yes, dude, <laughs> dude is like wild in the fuck out. Dude is like,
1: "Oh, I forget who uh Who was that player that just like punched the helmet? Like dumbest move ever.
0: Uh, Well, that is uh, who he is destined to become. Yeah, and Andre Johnson.
1: Well, that one happened too, but there was one more recently where someone like (laughs) snatched the chain and then they punched the helmet. Oh, I don't know. Oh, but that is that is who Pickens is destined to become. Like this man was. Also, he went to he went to the Steelers, right? And and that's amazing to me because it's like, oh, we were like, oh, we're getting rid of Juju. He's He's a toxic locker room guy, and then they're like, "Let's go get another toxic locker room <laughs> receiver." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Pittsburgh's gonna Pittsburgh. They're gonna go Antonio yep. Brown, Juju. Well, they, they got the we culture need, for it. We they, need a menace of a wide receiver at all so, times.
0: Tomlin is so solid. Like he can he can handle it. Like Belichick can handle it. Sean Payton can handle it. Um, speaking of Belichick, worst." Draft of the year for me is the Patriots yeah so few picks such a reach for a guard for a small school guard out of Chattanooga Billy B what are you doing what is that's just bad draft math like even if you love this kid, trade up from like eighty to sixty five, dude. Like, don't here's use twenty six.
1: Here's the thing: if you look at the Patriots drafting, it's never been great. No, they're like Nikhil Harry first round, and yeah. then like he's well, just.
0: I actually I will. There's there's been I, a lot I of. I was very high on on Nikhil Harry.
1: I was too, but there's and there's been a lot of good. there's been a lot of reaches though. Yeah. In their history, and very few of them actually paid off. And that's just one of those they build in the those middle rounds, and like yeah. you can't even you can't even complain about their terrible drafting because Belichick has won they, so much there. They,
0: I know. Well, so now you get to like, all right, is is can Tom Brady not like Tom Brady's gone? Can they make up for those deficiencies? Because I know this firsthand, the Lions were awful fucking drafters too. They yeah. all like when when bob quinn and matt patricia were there from the patriot system that's exactly what they would they would reach for a need and then they would get like whoever filled their specific fucking thing and it didn't matter like talent or anything like that and we ended up with slow ass players that were just getting torched by tight ends because our linebackers were shit Our cornerbacks were shit. Like, our defense was awful. Weirdly, they were actually okay at drafting offense. Like, they reached up a little bit, but defensively, it was awful. And I'm like, how is that not going to be the Patriots' future? I've seen that before, and now that Tom Brady's not there, how is that not where they end up? Here's
1: why the Patriots didn't have the worst draft for me. We expect them to have a bad draft at this point. (laughs) Like, they are bad at drafting, and it's expected – So for me, the worst draft was the Cowboys Mm. because they reached really high on an offensive lineman that was projected to Uh, be like a third rounder.
0: They needed an offensive lineman, but...
1: But they did not need this guy. Yeah. They did not need this guy. He pops up on the screen on NFL Network and first rounders, they list off like good attributes. You know, this guy pops up. They're like a lot of penalties this guy (laughs) i'm like oh boy as a philadelphia eagles fan i love that pick but if that is if that's his thing and you're taking him in the first round you're like oh boy like this guy false starts a lot you're like oh shit dude that's because that's something hard to kind of get someone that's something that's tough to beat out of a player means he's yeah it means he's
0: he's you know, discipline's nervous. not yeah.
1: usually something you can train, you right. know. They've
0: just gotta they gotta get it's like being technique, antsy. technique Anty you can train stage. But yeah. yeah. You if you gotta you gotta be com- relaxed and confident. The and Cowboys boys, are one yeah. of those, like just from talking with um Eli Haba, who's a big Cowboys fan yeah. and been on this podcast a, a few times, he was saying, All we need is an offensive line. Like I love our team. We just need an offensive line, like maybe a safety I was thinking like maybe they were going to trade up for like a big offensive lineman like it wouldn't have been that hard for them to go to 20 to you know 12 or not I don't think they were going to get Icky Ekwanu or uh Oh yeah Evan no, I Neal. don't think they would have moved up that far. they could have at least gone up to like 15 and gotten a solid offensive lineman and maybe that maybe the offensive line just wasn't that deep this year yeah. but i i kind of thought like if you're in win now mode
1: which they definitely why are why
0: not trade up you know and it's like in my
1: opinion in my opinion i think i don't even think they had to move up that far like to be real like there was still good offensive linemen coming off the board like you had the chargers at 17 got zion johnson right. which i think zion, is a good yes. pick
0: zion johnson would have been perfect for them
1: or like Honestly the
0: well, I when think did they the, needed a tackle not a guard but yeah
1: okay but you still had yeah Tyler Smith from Tulsa was just a weird pick for me I don't know I just did not like that pick for them and yep. I was just it felt like a reach literally like a couple more picks ahead of them they had Trevor Penning go they could have if they, they didn't have to move up for one of the top guys right they could have moved up a couple spots and they could have been good I I don't know the, the Cowboys yeah. dumbfounded me on
0: that one, but I, mean, I, I think hey, as a fan of football, if you're gonna if you were to tell me a week ago that the Patriots and Cowboys were gonna have two of the worst drafts, I would have been like, this is the greatest draft in the history of drafts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I think that's what makes everyone a little bit happier for this. <laughs> is they're like, oh, not, those guys had the worst ones.
0: Not to mention, and then us
1: mentioning that the Jets had the best draft because no one's threatened by the Jets. The you Giants
0: know? also had a great draft.
1: Yeah, I really, I did. really
0: believe that they like. I, I think
1: the highlight of the night for the first night uh, is if no one, if you haven't seen Kayvon Thibodeau get uh, yeah. announced by this Make a Wish kid, their their energy on stage is fucking electric. <laughs> this kid, dude, oh my god, this did kid it- comes out here and he like Roger Goodell's still talking and introducing like the Make a Wish Foundation, all this yeah. stuff. And this kid is just 100 miles a minute living out his dream. <laughs> Goodell's like trying to be like, all right, so we're going to have a make a wish kid make the announcement. And he's in the background going, whoa, hell yeah, let's go, Giants. <laughs> and you're, like, you're just getting, I'm an Eagles fan, so that's a division rivalry. And I'm yep. still getting amped up. I'm like, let's go. Like, fucking, who's the pick? Like, I'm fucking so hyped.
0: excited for them to take and Evan then, Neal And then. And then-
1: <laughs> They announce the pick, and then he comes running out, and they're like dapping each other up, like chest bumping. I'm like, oh, I love this energy. I was yeah. like, I was like, I hate the Giants, but I want this guy to succeed just because he matched the energy. I'm like, this is a, this is uh that was the highlight of night one for me, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, the highlight of the draft to. Compound with the eagle or with the uh, Patriots and the Cowboys having bad drafts is that both the Eagles and the Lions are fantastic drafts. Our teams, our teams that go off. The Athletic is putting both of us in the top five. Like PFF has got both of us as an A plus. Like I mean, here's the thing. So uh, it's like, why Oh my God, is it fucking Christmas? Like everything is going right for me.
1: So here's the thing with the Eagles draft.
0: I you're salty. I'm a little bit salty. I'm a little and bit you're salty, salty for part of the reason that I'm a little salty because I love Jordan Davis. Don't get yes. me wrong, I love yep. me
1: some Jordan Davis. And I love Jamison Williams. That's a that's a big <laughs> dude, and I love I love me some Jordan Davis. And I think he's great. I loved his energy. He was out there celebrating with Eagles fans in the crowd. It was a great moment. Support it. I like the pick. Uh, what I don't like is that we passed. We passed on. Uh, Oh, and who I think might be one of the best safeties to come out. I'm going to say it at the same time. Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Kyle fucking Hamilton. I wanted Dude, Kyle Hamilton. We both wanted Kyle Hamilton so bad. We traded
0: up, and I texted you. I was like, I want Kyle Hamilton. And then you and were then, like, fuck no. you. I want
1: oh, Kyle yes. Hamilton. And then neither of us got neither Kyle us Hamilton. I think the dagger for me was that he went the very next pick. The, ah. guys, the guys we <laughs> traded up to pass. Cause we were like, oh, they're gonna take Jordan Davis from us. Yeah, went and took the guys who I really wanted. And here's the God. thing. Here's the thing for me. So, you guys, you guys are very much in a rebuild still. Yes, you're like maybe one or two years away. Yep. The Eagles went to the playoffs last year. We're playing for now. You really
0: stumbled your way into the playoffs, but okay. Yeah, but we're playing yeah. for now.
1: Yeah. All right, with that AJ Brown trade, yes. we are we are yes. playing for right fucking you now. Yes. We have Fletcher Cox. We have Brandon Graham. Our defensive line is a well put together unit. Our secondary is lacking. We lost Malcolm Jenkins, did not yeah. replace him. We lost Rodney McLeod, did not replace him. We do not have safeties. <laughs> when we were the front runner for Tyron Matthew, I was so happy because yeah. we needed somebody. That man went and signed with the Saints. I texted my dad while watching the draft. I go, if we don't sign Tyron Matthew, and we passed on Hamilton, our secondary is fucked for the year. Yeah, and we did not get Tyron Matthew. Hamilton's a Baltimore Raven, and our secondary is fucked for the year. Yeah. <laughs> like it is. Like I mean, fuck. I, I okay. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's rough because Kyle Hamilton. It, I do think Kyle Hamilton is. The Ravens do not get talked to enough about how great their draft was. No, their this year. draft
0: I agree was Their draft was, was fantastic. And
1: yeah. I'm not seeing them listed as one of those top 5 teams, I've, but I I've, really do think I they I saw were.
0: it in the Athletic. They had them yeah. as number 3. It went Jets okay. Giants uh Ravens Lions Eagles. Cuz yeah, if I remember correctly. Cuz they
1: had a Fantastic yeah, draft. They got they N'Kobe... Got,
0: or no, you guys got N'Kobe Eagles Dean. Eagles got Nicobe Dean yeah. in
1: the third, which I love because yep. he fell because there was this this rumor came out on draft night, night one. Nicobe Dean was there. He was expected to go in the top 20. That's yeah. where every expert had So I, I want to touch on N'Kobe so he Dean So He was in a pink suit. Because I think he's his,
0: his, own, his own conversation. Okay, but He the, was in a
1: pink suit. He was looking fly as a motherfucker. Yeah. He's dressed up for night one. He's like, I'm going tonight, as he should. He's a top... He's a top prospect at linebacker, obviously. He played, he balled out. Then this he's he falls all the way out of the first round, night one ends, and everyone's like, What the fuck's going on with N'Kobe Dean? Then this report comes out, they're like, Oh, Nicobe Dean refused to get surgery on his peck or his shoulder and might have to redshirt miss all of his rookie season. Yeah. Then he gets drafted by the Eagles. And then releases this record that, like, hey, I'm playing this year. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we but just landed the greatest no, but, steal in the history.
0: I mean, well, yeah.
1: terrible on him to, like, wait till he gets drafted to be like, wait, no, nah, I can play this the year. Ish,
0: the issue is that he, he might play this year, but his career might be super short. Because the likelihood of him, like, seriously injuring himself is a lot higher because he didn't get that surgery. Which is why people were like, eh, I don't want to spend a first-rounder on him. Also, here's, here's the other thing with N'Kobe Dean. Because like, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Like, I heard Todd McShay talk about it. I've heard Bruce Feldman talk about it. I've heard Ryan Rosillo talk about it. They yeah. all fucking love N'Kobe Dean. Mm-hmm. If you go online, you can find a Brett Coleman video, 20 minutes long, dissecting why he does not think Nicobe Dean is going to be good at the next level and he is essentially saying he's got every single part of him except he's too small and he can't get off blocks when the linemen get up to him now the so what hold on a second
1: hear me out hear me out he's too small (laughs) and we don't have a safety
0: I don't think he's fast enough for that. Yeah, I don't think but so either. But I was what, really
1: trying to save our secondary for a second there. Essentially, <laughs> Just spitballing, you know? What
0: he was saying is like two things happen when you've got an all-time great defense at Georgia. You've got mm-hmm. people like Trayvon Walker where he maybe didn't get to showcase all of his abilities because everyone else around him was so good. Mm-hmm. Or you've got the guys whose deficiencies were covered up because everyone else was so good. And his argument was that 98% of the time the rest of the Georgia defense was able to cover up N'Gobi Dean's deficiencies, but in that 2%, when the offensive line was able to get to the second level, Nakobe Dean was fucking useless. And what happens when you get to the when you when you get to the NFL and the Eagles actually have a good defensive line with Great Fletcher Cox and, line, yeah. and Jordan Davis and and Brandon Graham, so maybe they could cover up some of these deficiencies. But like when you've got Rashawn Slater and Penis Sewell and Ike uh, Ikwueazu and Evan Neal and these top tier offensive linemen that are going to start coming after him, yeah, they don't know if he's gonna if he's actually gonna pan out. And then yeah. that with the injury stuff, teams are like not fucking worth it. And that's that. It sucks for him, but like, it's hard to commit, you know, tens of millions of dollars to a guy that you're like, well, he might only play for three years. He might not even be good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I do think at the third round, it's worth the gamble. Oh,
0: third you know? round. Yeah, yeah. When he, third when, round, I am talking first, like, first, and yeah, early second round.
1: When he fell out of the first, I thought, I thought any team that wasn't willing to risk a second on him was dumb.
0: Yeah. I thought it was worth yeah. the gamble. I I wanted to get because
1: second rounders get yeah. fucking traded for like just yeah. a like a giveaway, like a throwaway trade type of thing. Yep. And if you're not willing to gamble on potentially a great so linebacker, we, for so the second.
0: Lions had an opportunity to take Dean with 46, and I was like, I was at a comedy show with the TV there, and I was like talking to, um, Corey Oskowitz and and uh. I was like, I really want Kobe Dean. I want N'Kobe Dean so bad. I want him so bad. I was getting all hyped. And then we got Zach Pascal from uh, Kentucky. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, why didn't we get N'Kobe Dean? But here's the other thing. The Lions were the only team that had a top 30 interview with N'Kobe Dean. Only team that had a top 30 like in person interview, yeah, with Nicobe Dean because we had picks 32 and 40 and 34 before we traded him. And so, if we like spent all that time on Nicobe Dean and he fell to us in the second round and we still passed on him, like man, maybe there's something really wrong with him. Like, I, I don't know, and we'll never see the physicals, but like. We took a real shot at getting to know that guy, and we still passed on him. So I have to like, I have to kind of sit back and be like, I guess I trust him. Like, I guess I trust that they didn't just make a a, a horrible mistake here uh, with this draft. Like last year, I wanted them to draft Micah Parsons, but you know at least Sewell is like good. He's going to be good. Yeah. If Zach Pascal is a flop and the Kobe Dean turns out to be like the next Ray Lewis, I'm going to be fucking
1: pissed. I mean, I won't be too mad. No, you'll be,
0: you'll uh, be, be really excited. Happy. I'll be pretty excited. <laughs> not going to
1: lie. I mean, I'm going to be really mad if Jordan Davis doesn't pan out. Cause like, I mean, yeah. just in my head, when we moved up, I was like, Oh, it's go time. Kyle Hamilton. That's the pick in my yep. head. Cause that's the most immediate need. You for us. had that
0: feeling five minutes after I had that feeling, where I was like, "We just
1: moved up, and we're gonna get Kyle Hamilton." <laughs> but it was like it, it was so like it was so it didn't process for me. Cause like our our major needs, if you look at the Philadelphia Eagles as a whole, you see a you see a good team, but the only great part about that team is the defensive line. Yeah, that defensive line is stacked, and it's the reason why we. It's the reason why we beat Brady in the Super Bowl a couple years back. Yeah. Derek Barnett with the strip sack. You don't, you rarely see Tom Brady turn it over on a two minute drill. Right. In the Super Bowl? Like, our defensive line is elite. There's so many guys, there's depth on that defensive line. And the fact that we moved up and we ignored our secondary again. I'm just like, God damn it, dude. All we have back there is Darius Slay. You throw to the other side of
0: the field, everybody is wide the fuck open. Let me one-up you there. The Lions had one one mid-tier safety and then one mid-tier corner, and every other defensive back was an undrafted free agent, except for this dude named Will Harris, who had to who was a safety he'd been a safety his whole career and our cornerbacks were so bad and so injured that he had to play cornerback in 3 of our games like we had a safety playing cornerback because our 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 DBs were so fucking bad and we still don't have a safety we don't have yeah. another safety we have Tracy Walker and that's it and we have Amani o- Oruwarie at corner. You've never even heard of those fucking guys. I've not. At no. least you have Darius slay, dude. <laughs> like we had to get Kyle Hamilton.
1: Yeah. But no. okay,
0: but here's what this says is that the value by position is what teams care about now. Cuz if anybody was going to break that so so the highest value positions because the way that and a lot of people don't know this, the way that the pay structure happens. Is you do not pay for your draft picks based on their positions. Free agents, you get paid based on your position. Mm-hmm. Like defensive ends are worth a ton, quarterbacks are worth yeah, a if you ton. Get tag, you get franchise tags, you get are not worth f- a lot. Yeah. Right. Draft picks are worth the same amount no matter what position they're Who you in. You draft, yeah. So the top pick makes X amount of money, and it could be a quarterback, it could be a defensive end, it could be a punter. Yeah and it goes down from there and what we learned because safeties are not expensive it's very cheap mm-hmm. to get a really a top tier safety if the lions for instance had taken Kyle Hamilton they at number 2 they would have had the seventh most expensive safety in the entire league in his first year and so if anyone was going to break that mold And be like, this guy's fucking worth it. It was going to be Kyle Hamilton. But now, since he got picked 14th or 15th, he is now being paid like an average safety. Which is where I think he'll be his first year. Yeah. He'll be an average safety. And so, all this told us was that it doesn't matter how good you are at your position. And now it's the same with running backs. And it's the same with offensive guards. You are not going to be picked top 10. Top ten is quarterbacks. It's wide receivers. It's. Do you think we'll see another? Ends.
1: Do you think we'll ever see another top ten running back?
0: No, I don't.
1: You think Zeke and Saquon I were like the Zeke last couple? I think Zeke and Saquon,
0: Saquon were the absolute last ones, especially with how the the game has gone in terms of yeah. being pass heavy. But Zeke has not been able to stay healthy. Saquon's not been able to stay healthy their careers normally last between six and seven years where like mm-hmm. you get a wide receiver at lasts 12 yeah. you get a defensive end it can last 12 and those guys are game breakers like you get yeah. a you you see what happened with cincinnati they got jamar chase and joe burrow went one more year and suddenly they're in the fucking super bowl yeah like that changed their entire team saquon's been with the Giants for the entire time, they've sucked. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that Saquon yeah. is that good. No. So I, like, I get, I'm like. not happy that we passed on him, but it is interesting that save, like now it is set. Top 10 picks are for cornerbacks. They are for defensive ends. They are for quarterbacks, and they are for wide receivers, and that's it. Every other position does not get picked in the top 10.
1: Oh, I think definitely linemen on both sides Sorry, as well. Sorry, yes. yes. Tackles. Linemen, yeah. tackles
0: are up there as well.
1: Linemen are just going to yep. be across the board. You're going to want, because you build from the middle.
0: But not centers or guards. Only tackles. I think if there's a very highly Quint, touted Quint one. Quinn Nelson is the only guard that went uh, that high in the draft. And even he's borderline was not worth quite it, yeah. worth it.
1: He's worth it. Quentin I Nelson? Mean, he's,
0: he's great. Future Hall of Famer. But, but it's all about getting worth deals. It. It's all about getting deals on your guys.
1: Yeah. So like I, if
0: they had gotten him at 10, he would have been a fantastic deal. But instead, they're paying him like he's one of the best guards in the league. It's he like, is. He is. So he turned out to be worth it. But if he was a bust, the the downside is huge. Yeah. I, I don't remember who else was in that draft besides the Bosa, one of the Boses was in that yeah, draft. Yeah. Um, but they could have had like other fantastic players it turns out quentin nelson was worth it but that is such a risk
1: yeah it's a pretty big risk it is yeah i mean i think the riskiest move is always going to be quarterback that early yeah i think that's why that's why i think pittsburgh really lucked out that they didn't have to move up to get the guy they wanted either
0: right also, the other thing they kind of... And they could have gotten anybody.
1: They could have gotten anybody. All the quarterbacks were still available at 20, which is something you don't see much anymore. No. Well, that's what I was usually about to ask you usually next. Usually there's a top five quarterback Give,
0: in. give me your take. Why? Because I, I have a theory. Give well, me your take. Why was not Kenny Pickett? Why, why it wasn't it Mark Willis? Well, why, why did Kenny Pickett go above everybody else? And then two, why did everyone else drop? Like, you've got Desmond Ritter who came out and he's like, I texted Malik and was like, do they just not like us? Like, what the fuck is going on? And everybody was like, there might be a run on quarterbacks. They might, you know, Carolina might take one at six and then everyone's got to trade up and get their guy. And like all this other stuff. Nobody thought they were going to make it past pick 40, at least the top three guys. Here's the thing
1: when when it comes to quarterbacks in this year's draft. Every team has their guy. Or at least has their guy for this season. The Panthers aren't ready to move on from Sam Darnold. Seattle Uh, is weirdly committed. Everybody
0: else is uh, ready to move on. Seattle
1: is weirdly committed to
0: Drew Locke. They love him. They love him. I don't get it. I don't understand it. (laughs) He probably reminds Pete Carroll of his grandson or some shit. I believe I
1: said it on this podcast last year. I was like, oh, man. Just wait until those Denver receivers get a good quarterback, and then boom, there finally, happened. finally yeah. happened.
0: I have to admit, I've, I've been was, a huge
1: Drew Locke haters from day one.
0: I was actually pro-Drew Locke for a while. Are you and out on the I Drew Locke I am out line? on Drew Locke. Thank God. I'm out on Drew Locke. Now, here's, here's my thing. thing. I've been saying it forever. He's going to be so good in Seattle now that I've said that. Here's my thing. <laughs> Drew
1: Locke, if your best highlight is you – on the bench rapping, you're not a good quarterback, all right? Go download SoundCloud, Uh, go fucking find the new profession, go spit some bars. You're not a quarterback, my guy. equipment is not expensive. Exactly. You can afford it with a contract that keeps getting thrown your way for some reason because you don't deserve
0: it. He's got to be, like, really smart or something. (laughs) He's got
1: to be, like, one of those guys that's just, like... You you hear about him and he comes into every team and they're like, oh, why is he? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what was the? Oh boy, there was one guy that made so much money just as a backup quarterback and like never really played. I fucking forget the guy's uh, name.
0: Well, Brian Hoyer is Brian Hoyer's pretty one much. Them, yeah. He's had like a forty-year career. Chase Daniels career. is who I was Chase thinking Chase Daniels. Of. Yeah. Chase Daniels been on like every
1: goddamn team. Dude's I mean, got to pay millions a and millions. Yeah, yeah, but Fitz would come in and play some magic. Chase Daniels, you never saw a streak of anything. You're right he Chase played for Daniels. The Lions, though he Chase did come Daniels, in for the Lions Chase Daniels is the best con man since Frank Abagnale <laughs> this I, yeah. man. I've heard the theory like your back, the backup
0: quarterback you just want him to be a, pretty much a coach yeah like you don't you don't need him to be really good because it puts pressure on the on another veteran QB which you don't really want because then you get the Ryan Tannehill being like fuck this guy um, fuck this kid but, uh, but what I mean what is your theory for why they dropped down so far
1: well, so I, I don't think anybody needed one necessarily. Everybody – there was such a run on quarterbacks in last year's draft and the year prior that, like, everyone is trying to rebuild or they already have their franchise guy. Mm. People aren't people aren't doing the one and done anymore. Although the uh, Lions need a guy. The people
0: – yeah. I, the, but, I, I think the Panthers need a guy. But I
1: think the Lions are okay with Jared Goff until they build up a team. They don't want to – they don't want to do what the Jets have constantly done where they don't have a team and they just keep looking for a better quarterback. And same with why the Browns were so bad for so long. Yep. They just kept trying to throw in a quarterback with no team. And it's like you're setting these young kids to fail because these kids are coming in at 21. They can't run a fucking team. Yeah. You know? So I, 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 don't think, know I think that's it... why these guys, like, fell. And I think... Uh, I honestly, I'm still a little surprised by the Kenny Pickett choice because if you looked at how Tomlin looked at Malik Willis, there was uh, like There, his there eyes, was a lot of articles about his that. His eyes like glowed, man. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, Malik Willis is a lock to go to Pittsburgh just because the cannon of an arm. Tomlin's never had an athletic guy like that. Like that's, I mean, granted, Pickett's pretty athletic too. Also, Kenny Pickett has one of my favorite fucking plays in the history Dude, of college football.
0: Ah, uh, that made me so mad. The fake slide? The fake slide. The pissed fake slide. me off.
1: <laughs> what a fucking pissed gangster. Me what off. What a gangster move. I don't blame it.
0: immediately came I out of my like, This him. is now illegal. And I was like, I, what a G. That was so bullshit. Like that was so bullshit. And okay, so part of this is the theory that I've had about quarterbacks because quarterbacks will do that shit all the time where they like fake like they're going out and then they'll like take four more steps, get the first down, and then jump in and the or jump out of out of bounds. I have said for years that the best thing, like if I were a defensive coach, I'm going Sean Payton on their ass. I am telling my guys if even when the quarterback is sliding, I want you head hunting. I want you to punish the quarterback for leaving the fucking pocket. Because if that guy is afraid to leave the pocket, then that negates half the, I don't give a fuck about that court. Take his fucking head off. Take his head off. Because when they try that shit, like you're losing downs. You're losing downs. Like teach the quarterback a fucking lesson. Bring the 90s back. I want NFL blitz out in this bitch. Corey's like, yeah, that's right. Kill I him. don't. I don't Kill want Lamar him. Jackson
1: to remember his grandchildren's no. name. You're like fuck. fuck. No,
0: if he's gonna be fucking cheeky while he's running down the middle of the field, oh, fucking man. take his head off. I I'm not. I wanted nothing more than that cornerback to absolutely annihilate Kenny Pickett. when I, had, I saw that. I had play. mixed.
1: I had mixed <laughs> feelings about the Kenny Pickett's uh, fake slide. I thought one, I was like genius because what a loophole. Yeah. But two, you're kind of an asshole for abusing that because that the slide is there to protect the cornerback. Yes.
0: That's my point. And then Kenny's
1: like, "Uh, yeah, it's here to protect me, but also fuck you, my guy." <laughs> Which is honestly that play alone makes me think he's going to have a good career. The fact that he was ballsy enough to fake a slide. Oh, he's a bastard. Like this he's dude, a- this dude is I think I think he's pro ready just cuz there's not many guys when a quarterback comes into the league and they bust more often than not it's them not being mentally prepared. Yeah. I think this dude is fucking locked in. Like this dude has a lot of confidence. Well, okay. You hear, you hear him talk, you're like, oh, this Johnny is a Manziel guy.
0: had a lot of confidence too. So did Baker Mayfield.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, so I'm not going to discredit Baker Mayfield or anything. I, get, I think he gets shit on a lot. Uh I think he's still going to go have a great career somewhere. Um I think the Browns are absolutely fucking ruining I mean, him. They're maniacs over there. They're like, but, oh yeah, we're fucking, we're gonna keep him just in uh, case Deshaun Watson gets the six-game suspension, and then he'll go uh, he find a get real a team afterward. Yeah, if
0: like Trevor Bauer gets two years, like yeah. in baseball, that kind of throws the gauntlet down for the NFL. But keep going.
1: It's also crazy what kind of precedent that's gonna set, though. Yeah. Just because the the suspensions have seemed so random subjective yeah at the will of the commissioner yeah that you have like the original ray rice suspension was a two-game suspension before the tape came out right but but you knew what happened you knew that he punched his wife and that was two games and then you have betting while you're on hiatus, is indefinite. So you're well, you're yeah. setting you're setting a very weird. Those, are, those are
0: very different. They're very I, I different think you're conflating things. But, to, it's, no, it's, but even the setting, time timeline yeah. you're bringing up something that happened almost a decade ago in Ray Rice. Okay, so like, you
1: do Kareem Hunt's a little bit more recent on the domestic uh, violence, and that was what four games.
0: I think Deshaun Watson is the is the the comparison to Calvin Ridley. Yeah, like if Deshaun Watson gets. In depth suspension two games for... or something like that then like that's that's where it's going to be because um, he's not suspended he's still getting paid who? Deshaun Watson yes oh not only is he getting paid
1: he's getting the fucking bag thrown at him yeah they fucking backed up yes. the fucking right. brink truck for this man so if,
0: if they suspend Watson for two games and Ridley for an entire year that's where it's that's where you can draw a comparison and anything that's happened before because the culture has just changed so much but it is – anyway, we're, we're, we're off of the draft. We're way off the draft. We're, off of the draft. we're way off the draft. So anyway, I have, I, have two, I have two theories on the quarterbacks. The first is I, I don't agree with you that Seattle is actually into Drew Locke. I think part of the problem is that the quarterback class next year is going to be so much better. I think that, that when you've got the Boston College kid – forget his name – uh, the Ohio State kid and the Alabama kid all coming out CJ Stroud yeah. Bryce Young and uh I cannot remember the Boston College guy's mm-hmm. name um all of the teams that need a quarterback are like you know what I would rather not spend high draft capital and then have to draft a guy next year like what the what the Cardinals did they wasted their pick on Josh Rosen and then immediately got Kyler Murray and yeah, like Yeah but remember there was it 11 out for them
1: remember there was 11 mistakes before him
0: Kyler what Josh Rose <laughs> oh yeah there's a lot of mistakes that right right has so, aged just so terribly top tier they could have gotten, gotten a top tier player but yeah. uh, so so that's part of it. the other part of it is from like looking at the teams that these guys have played on none of them besides Kenny Pickett played in a pro style offense. It was all very RPO heavy and you don't have the issue the issue is that these players sam howell matt corral malik willis they like and lamar jackson had this issue too and that's why he dropped they did not play in like they didn't play in an offense where they have to make decisions they they made one decision per play and that was it. It was either read this guy yeah. and then either run the ball or throw the ball to that guy. And after that, it was just like a scramble drill, which is why Sam Howell was good. And that's why Matt Corral is good. But when these NFL teams are looking at it, they're like, man, I don't trust that he can make a third read on a yeah. safety cutting across the, the field like that, which is what you need. Because even like mm-hmm. Josh Allen, who was not accurate at all. At least he played in a pro-style offense before. Like, he was used to one, two, three, okay, cool, now I'm going to run. And, like, if you're a top-tier recruit coming out of high school, I think this draft just told you you have to go to a pro-style offense. And I think,
1: yeah, I think Josh Allen might be the best case point for it too because he's, like, not the best prospect coming out of college. But because he was pro-ready – he comes into the league. He's all right. He's not bad for a rookie, you know? He definitely had some turnover mistakes. Like, was not... Accuracy was Accuracy awful. was dog shit, yeah. So, going into that, that first year, everyone's like, oh, he's he's probably the worst out of his quarterback class out of the starters from that year. Mm-hmm. I think going into this year, you gave him the time to improve and, like, get adjusted to the game, but he was already pro-ready, like... He just had to right. work on everything else there. I think no one's going to debate. He's easily the best quarterback from his draft class. Yeah. I mean, what? Lamar has an MVP? Lamar, he hasn't, yeah. but.
0: I think only time will tell. Time Josh will tell. Josh Allen's going to have an MVP before I, it's
1: all said and done. I agree. I think I'd he's, say the he's better probably one, the favorite. I think you definitely to get can yeah. argue
0: Lamar is better. You could,
1: but you'd be wrong.
0: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, because, and to my point, um, In the way-too-early mock drafts, the kid out of Oklahoma is not in the top ten. Yeah. Even though at the beginning of this year, he was. And that's because at Oklahoma, they don't run a pro-style offense. They run air raid, and they run like an RPO version of air raid offense. And NFL teams are just out on quarterbacks that don't know how to read a defense.
1: Well, I also think – to back to the josh allen thing again i think the josh allen's the proof in the pudding that the one and done thing should have never ever been a thing in the nfl when it comes to judging a quarterback in a team right because teams were so quick to move on from a quarterback that like jalen hurts just had his first year as a starter as the eagles they went to the playoffs they were not projected to go to the playoffs. Right. They were projected to go, like, 4-12 and 12 or whatever. They were projected to have a down year this year. They went to the playoffs, and they were still calling for his head, and they were like, maybe the Eagles go quarterback here. And I think there's so many more teams that are willing to give the quarterback an extra year now. Yep. And this this is the – it doesn't even just go for rookies in my head. I think, uh, like, younger guys that are just new to a new team, you know, Sam Darnold, they want to give him the extra year. Uh, I think – I think there's more of a benefit of benefited of the doubt, you know, with the quarterback adjusting to a new system. Yep. Like that's why I was honestly surprised that the the Colts made the move from Wentz after just one year. Yeah. But then I was like you you watch that Jaguars game, the reason why they didn't make playoffs. Yeah. And you yeah. go one bad fuck up. You go that was a terrible game by Wentz, but also you look around at that roster. That's the most stacked roster in the league with the exception of quarterback
0: and wide receiver, but yes.
1: Like they had the most, they had the most they pro were, they bowlers. They were a really good team. They had the most pro yeah. bowlers out yeah. of anybody and they didn't make You're right. playoffs. You're right. It's insane.
0: Yeah. All right. Last thoughts. We're at time. What, oh. do you, what have you got?
1: Oh, boy. Last thoughts. Um, Eagles had a great draft, so I'm happy about that. Cowboys had a shit one, so very Amen happy that. about that. That's fucking great. Um, oh, I'll, I'll end with this. The first overall pick, uh, crazy to me. Insane.
0: Why not?
1: Like... Why was it not Aiden Hutchinson? Ah, man. I mean, good for you because you're yeah. a Lions fan. Oh, uh, yeah. But... If you... If you asked 32 GMs, 31 of them said Aiden Hutchinson yeah. would have been the first overall pick. And then you give the one guy who doesn't agree... Yeah. The first pick. Yeah. Like, I I... I'm dumbfounded by it. And I think... I really do think... Because they they're they're comparing his athleticism to Jadavion Clowney, and I'm not trying to take away anything from him or anything, but I just you just look at them side by side, and you're like, Aiden Hutchinson's the obvious best player in this draft, He's, like prospect yeah. pen, like on paper, Aiden Hutchinson's that fucking guy, and then the Jaguars were just like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, in five years from now. If it pays off for Jacksonville, they'll look like geniuses. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to pay off for them. I don't think it's yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to pay off for them. I think I think they're going to look silly for not taking Aiden Hutchinson, and I think that's going to be, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an issue for them.
0: I 100% agree. The only argument is that he's got time to develop. Jacksonville's not trying to make a Super Bowl push anytime soon. So he's got a couple of years, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you.
1: And then so I guess I'll close it out with saying who my rookie of the year picks are. Please. Yeah, give I me mean,
0: give me rookie of the year, offensive and defensive. Offensive
1: and defensive. So this is – so as far as defense goes, I feel like if you're not saying Aiden Hutchinson, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> I mean, the dude just yeah, yeah. He seems he's like going to play a pick. ton. Yeah, he's, he's going to day one. He's going to get all of the snaps. Yep. He's going in, and he's going to be that guy on defense. And I think he's ready for it. Like he just seems like that guy. And on offense, Jameson Williams, bam, double lions, no, offensive, no, no, defensive, no, 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 <laughs> no. As much as you would love that,
0: oh, I'd be so I, happy.
1: There's, there's a couple names that pop into my head. There are a few. I think the one that really pops into my head, and I'm like, as a gambler, I love the odds here. Because he's not even a
0: first-round pick. Okay. But <laughs> Can I guess? Yes. Guy Moore. No, but that would be... Ooh. A, so All right.
1: That was a guy who crossed my mind. But for me, Christian Watson—that was my
0: second guess. God damn it! So You're right. much volume. Yep, yep. He—I mean,
1: granted, I say he's not a first-round pick, but he was 34th overall. Like fucking, yeah. yeah. He's pretty much a first-rounder. I I agree with you. He's the closest thing that Aaron Rodgers has gotten to a first-round wide receiver, and I think Aaron Rodgers is ready to abuse the fuck out of that. I think. <laughs> I think Christian Watson's going to have a tremendous fucking year, especially because there's so much volume left over there because there's yeah. no other receivers left there. Um, I think he has a very good shot of it. Or I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think maybe, and this is the, this might be one of my bolder predictions of the whole draft, but I think... I think Christopher Alave is going to be...
0: That was going to be my third.
1: I think he's really going to be the best receiver. I think he's the most set up for success. Yes. Um,
0: because he's got...
1: He's going into the Saints where where we've seen a lot of success go to the number one with Michael Thomas. Yep. And then we've seen Michael Thomas kind of fall off just because of his off the field issues and stuff. And But Michael Thomas tweeted out like, oh, let's go, Chris. Right. Welcome to the Bowl team. To Ohio State, so he's guys. like, yeah. So he's they're on good terms about it. There's no discourse there. But I think, I think Thomas being removed from the game for long enough, he's gonna slide into the number two role. Yep. And I think Alave is just gonna go out there and have the career that we all thought he was going to have for the past couple of college football seasons. Yeah. Now, I'm still a little bit amazed that like that he wasn't the top ranked receiver coming out. I uh, mean, he got picked second. He was the he was the third receiver off the board. Drake London was first. Right? You're right. Drake You're London right. came off the board about Drake first. London.
0: Not a good pick. I, I, I wasn't. I
1: wasn't high on Drake London either. No. no. I, I think the 10, 11, 12 picks. Went, yeah,
0: I agree. Those I like were Garrett very Wilson, way closer. Way yeah. Even
1: even I, John Dotson to Washington, I like, yeah, I like a little bit better than uh, Drake London. You little, know,
0: that was a little bit of a reach. A little but bit of a reach,
1: I, but I love it. Just because the the dynamic of it, he's very different from Terry McLaurin. Yeah, they have a guy that's got a huge catch radius in Jahan Dotson, and you got Terry McLaurin, a dude who can just stretch the field. Yeah. And so you got you got two great receivers if Wentz can stay healthy enough to throw it to him.
0: Yeah, you're right. But all right, yeah, so we got to go. My,
1: those are my rookie of the year picks. Right, I there. love them.
0: I I agree. Um, where can people find you?
1: Oh, you can find me on social media at I'm Jesse Townsend. Uh, I'll also be on SiriusXM on Friday, hey, so that'll be pretty there you go. cool. I'll Which show? Shade Forty Five. Nice. Yeah, with, so, who's that with? Uh, I've never even heard of that one. Oh, that's uh, Eminem's rap. Uh, no shit. <laughs> I'll be on that. You're, nah, you're fucking with us. <laughs> no, dead serious. I'll really? be on Shade Forty Five Friday, yeah, yeah, dude. Friday. 12 30 nice. you know i'm gonna
0: try and get this out tomorrow so okay yeah so definitely friday 12 30
1: on listen to shade 45
0: what, what show uh to be honest i
1: don't know whose show it is i think sway in the Morning's done by then but yeah
0: oh so you're just gonna be djing no
1: i'm not djing they am oh. just interviewing me i'm like on the panel shooting the shit you know oh, nice. hanging out yeah hell it'll be a good yeah time.
0: hell yeah yeah, all right. So, Listen so to I'll, Jesse. Be, I'll
1: be around, you know. Follow me on social media for like all my like show dates if you want to come out and yeah. see a show for sure.
0: Follow me at Corey T comedy and come check out my shows at the Three Monkeys. And then Chris and I starting uh in the next couple of weeks are gonna have our own show, Chris Ryder, uh down in the East Village at Fern's NYC. So that'll start May nineteenth. Mark your calendars. Uh, Right
1: after my birthday. Yeah, we're going to get a bunch
0: of, going to get a bunch of, try and get a bunch of people out for that. So definitely check it out if you're in the city. Jesse, I will have you back on here for the fantasy football one in a few months.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I'm excited for that one. Got some sleepers already. Nice.